When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog uh, yo, 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 This yo, is the wolf for now This is the wolf for now Get yourself ready Because this is the wolf for now I've got this- Tickly cough that's really annoying me. I really, cause Have you heard about this, this this hundred day cough? That's uh... is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. What? I saw. Is it. that genuinely a thing? I don't know. I, I mean, I saw it on social media. I, I'm obviously cynical about anything I see on there, but apparently there is a a, a hundred day cough that is spreading around the country. Because I'm on, I reckon at least day forty five. Mm. Well, I've... you've got another fifty five to go. Quick maths. Oh, man. It's um, uh, it's a tickly cough where you get that mucusy stuff at the back of your throat, which is yeah. I mean, I've had this. I've had similar. I've had have similar. you really? Yeah. Have, you done the, have you done the gym this morning? How, how are you finding it? The cough with the gym in? It's not bad. Like this morning, I did weights. God, what yeah. have we become? But this morning, I did weights, so I, I was fine. Yeah. But, um, I've been doing a bit of running. That's I found that a bit trickier. You want to get ready for the hard rocks? Well, I'm not. That, uh, are we doing high rocks? Well, I think the, the yeah we've talked about it. So yeah, I mean, I mean we've talked about it here, which means probably not. Tom, if if we if we're saying that stuff we've talked about, I know it's definitely happening. We, I mean, there's a list of about 15, 20 things that we've got to do. What's your small business for this week, mate? <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I went to a lovely patisserie out in Colmar. I just went to Colmar. Actually, for... yeah, I, I want to shout out a, uh, a small business. Tell me about this patisserie then. We had to, I can't remember its name, but obviously not. So we, I just got back from Colmar. I took my mum and dad, my uh, the cat and uh, the little G. We went to uh, a... Honestly, this place is one of the most incredible places I've been in my life. It's like literally the most picturesque little French village. Straight so you went town. to France? Yeah, well, it's sort of on the border of France, Switzerland and Germany. And what made uh, you go there? Just because I needed a little bit of Christmas vibes, I needed to sort of have an injection. How, cho- how did you choose? How did you choose that place? Uh, a little bit of a Google, mate. If I'm honest, I lent into mm. Google and said, "Listen, pal, I need somewhere to go to really start." It is Christmas- good Google, isn't it? Is it? You seem to. Be you know what? Actually, you're about joking, so much sorry. stuff. Shout Sometime, out to Google. Shout out to Google. Sometimes I yeah, find yeah. Google right. I actually take it a little bit for granted, but this time I was like, "This place, mate. Can I just say, Rob, and you'd love this? You walk around the streets, right?" And they just play um, the soundtrack to Beauty and the Beast, like in different parts of like, yeah, in French. It's f- fucking beautiful, man. It really is. What around the town? Yeah, 
yeah, they play cute Christmas songs as well, but they have like a time and it's, you know, it, honestly, it's really, yeah, took Grace on her first Ferris wheel. Loved it. Absolutely. She was mm. blown away. Um, my dad, not so much. My dad sort of freaked out halfway out, which I also think might have ruined Ferris wheels forever for uh, for Grace. Yeah, um, yeah. she, she's a, she a, don't want to see don't want to see pop pop shit himself on the Ferris. No, no, no. no. Your granddad having a massive panic attack. Um, yeah. And obviously, when you're on a sort of Ferris wheel, what is quite a cheap fare, um, when one person starts sort of freaking out a bit, and so but he had white knuckles. He was trying to stay still, but he was shaking so much the whole of the pod we were inside shaking. Mm. I I, I I find those kind of like we on fireworks night we went to the school had a fireworks display that Charlie's school and they had like rides there. I'm always slightly wary of those ones. You know, I used to work on those sorts of rides. Uh, no, but it's uh, uh, there is absolutely no surprise in my uh, <laughs> system at all at the discovery that you did. So I was, was, ca- was carny folk for a while. Carnival right. folk. What was that? What was that life like? Well, it was all right. It was like after, like uh, I was sending t-shirts at festivals. Um, I needed another job to sort of pay my way. Didn't want to go back mm. to building sites when it's only a bit more glamorous. So while I was at the festivals, I met some people who sort of travelled around with rides. Um, so I sort of we yeah, got a job with them and sort of did sort of like a few Christmas markets, and it was actually really really enjoyable. How time. safe is that stuff? Uh, pretty safe, pretty safe. I mean, I never had like a course on like what to do with health and safety and stuff, but. Uh, you, what, what ride? What ride were you working? I did the Dodgems. Uh, I did like a, the carousel was my favourite one. You have a right laugh for the carousel. Can I ask you a question? Did you experience any joy seeing the people using the carousel and the uh, Always. every second of my life watching this? Okay. You know what? I'm going to say this actually while, while I'm here because I was going to bring this up later. I uh, so I have an enthusiasm for life, right? Where I I enjoy life. You enjoy life, right? Yeah. Um, I know it doesn't come across, but yes. No, 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 yeah, but you do. Yeah. I've not watched any of I'm a Celebrity. In my fantasy league group of, like, you know, friends that we're, we're in, a, you know, that play fantasy league, some friends, some people that, you know, we're just friends off friends. One of the guys last night was like, I can't wait for the final. I've not watched any of the series because, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sort of, there's, there's lines and I think there's one that's been crossed, if I'm honest with you, uh, with this year's casting of it. Um, I just can't believe What's your point with Tony Belly? <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> um, but uh, one of the guys was like, I'm so excited later to see Sam Thompson crown. This guy's in his 30s, right? Crown mm. King. Uh, and he never ever sort of talked about it. So I don't know much about this guy. But then it sort of transpired that he's like the biggest Sam Thompson fan you've ever... Like, to a point that's... Like you talk about Arsenal. Or you yeah. talk about, I don't know, like one of your favourite rappers. Right. Please, Which, don't, please don't try and name anyone. No, um, no, no, but, yeah. no, but they're fine. That's, he's obsessed with Sam Thompson, right? Mm. And then I was like, that's a bit of a, you know, strange sort of, like Tony Bellow, I get, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but to be obsessed with Sam Thompson when you're a guy in your 30s, I find a bit weird. I don't know why. And he was like, Sam Thompson reminds me a bit of you because like, you're both really enthusiastic about stuff. Which genuinely made me sit for like an hour and fucking look at myself. Because look, I, I, there's parts of Sam Thompson I quite enjoy, but there's a lot of it I'm like, I'm not buying it. Well, you're talking about the new king of the jungle, mate. Yeah, um, I know, but I, if I'm honest with you, yeah. I mean, Baron, you know, <laughs> who, was, who was sort of like coming in third place in that, it's it's not a race. Yeah. That I <laughs> no. I, I, no. I, yeah. I'd arguably say that, um, yeah, the sort of some of the stank has been taken off that throne a little bit. It's not like the year that Harry I won did, it. Uh, I did question time with uh, 
the guy that came third, Nigel Farage. Yeah. I mean, you're not naming him for some reason, like Voldemort, but... I mean, Nigel Farage, who got... I mean, first of all, he came third, so people must like him. I've not watched yeah. any of I'm a Celebrity. Apparently he came across... I've not watched it. Apparently he came across very well. Yeah. yeah. When I did Question Time with him, I'd just done a bit about UKIP on Live at the Apollo. Yeah, and he'd watched it, so he came up to me and he said, "I saw, I saw the bit that you did about live, about the UKIP on live at the Apollo," and I was taking the piss out of UKIP, but he said it's funny, it's funny. And then um, he, um, he and I just went toe to toe for the entire. Not that's an exaggeration, but like he was anti. Obviously, you know, he, I was talking. To, I said, I said to him that I thought that he demonised immigrants to try and get Brexit over the line. And so, and so it got a little bit like heated. And obviously, he knows his stuff more than I do. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not my world. I'm just operating from a, a place of sort of my opinion. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I don't know if I've told this story, but at the end of it, David Dimbleby goes to me. So, Romish, can I just get this straight? You, you're you are against completely uncontrolled immigration, and I said yes. Obviously, I'm against completely uncontrolled immigration. And then Nigel Farage went, thank you. Finally, somebody's got the courage to say, and I thought, oh, fuck, what have I just wow. said? And then I left, question time, the next morning, the young UKIP party, or the, the young UKIP group, were using me on their posters, oh going, God. even Ramesh Ranganathan agrees with us. I, I couldn't fucking believe it. You haven't told that story. It's not at all where I thought it was going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, Nigel, no, actually, was to turn out to be all right. I can see why. No, it's no, no. Listen, I, I, look, whatever. Look, this is my personal view, right? Is, look, I don't want to get political on the podcast, but, you know, whether you agree with Brexit or not is up to you. I don't want to talk about that, really. But no. I, I did feel, and I still feel, that, you know, he's very good at sort of talking about, you know, what, direct, what you can directly quote him on. But the fact of the matter is he's sort of like allowed this kind of uh, anti-immigration sentiment to sort of build up. And like I remember like going on the... It, look, it, it, I don't want to get political. I'm sort of reluctant to get into this. But you can't undo that by being a good bloke, in my opinion. No, no, no. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, 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 you can't... You can't... If you, you can't... Whatever, you know, let's... You, you know, there might be people listening to this that agree with Nigel Farage, and fine, if that's the case. But if somebody has done something like that, let's hypothesise that he has demonised immigration. I don't care how funny you are when you're yeah. doing a, a a Bush Tucker trial. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know if he did any. But like the point is, is like I felt the same thing about Matt Hancock, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? yeah, and again, yeah. I, look, look, you know, it's whatever your views are on Matt Hancock, uh, whatever. But like, I don't know, man. This whole thing about it, it slightly depresses me how fickle people can oh, you know if somebody, if somebody well, comes across well in yeah, that but, situation suddenly they're a good bloke do you know what I mean but also my, my problem with it and like again like not getting into it because I don't think this is a place but my problem with it all right is that all of a sudden we're in a place where we're casting politicians into these shows where they become these wacky sort of you know in, in the same breath that we're casting someone like who I think is brilliant by the way Josie Gibson or Sam Thompson or, or, yeah. or you know People who are, you know, are retired sportsmen, right? And these people have, you know, an ethos of coming into there and being like, this is what I'm about. This is like Sam Thompson, that is his ballpark, right? 
for me, in the same way that if I go to my accountant in the morning, right, and I bowl in and I go, right, where am I with my tax bills? And he went, oh, sorry, I'm not really on top of it. I was out last night fucking partying. I was in town and I was on the fucking bugle and I was having a right fucking laugh. I, go, I, don't want, I don't mind that from my mate who's a scaffolder. But from my fucking accountant, I need you to be straight, fella. I need you to be yeah. fucking on this. And I, we require that. And what's happened, I think, over the time, over the last... And this is across the whole board, by the way. This isn't... It's, We've come to a place where politicians seem now that they've got to have these sort of, they've got to be characters. They've got to be like these almost like funny, silly people. So there's almost a bit we can identify with them as a naughty. And we, they need to, for me, I, I don't want fucking people going into the jungle. I don't want people fucking going to Big Brother. I don't want any of that shit. I, they yeah, need to but, be running uh, the country. But, but I, I, don't, I don't, that's my, that's why I, and I, that's not me going. Like, that's just across the board with it all. I think we need to get back to a place where politicians are being politicians and we're not going to go, oh, you know what he feels? I'd love to go on a stag deal with him. And I, know, I know, I know. But, no. but what I would say, what I would say, by the way, we, we'll stop with the politics. So th- this feels like uh Obviously, I don't want anyone to get upset if we're, we're talking about politics. But um I do feel, to play devil's advocate on that, politicians, ha- ha- they're on TV more than they've ever been, ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, they're under they're under more scrutiny than they've ever been. So, like, you see more of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like they've got to, like... You can get done as a politician at any moment, do you know what I mean, for something you say or whatever. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't they, know what... I, I feel for them that, but the scrutiny for me, and I don't want to get, like, fucking, this isn't... I don't know enough about politics, so I never really get involved in it, and I, I, I'm not learning enough. But then just, like, concentrate on your politics. Do you know what I mean? Concentrate on what you're there to do. That, that for me is like the thing that I find insane now. Mm. It's like, you know, you wouldn't have seen Neil Kinnock or Margaret Thatcher going on fucking bullseye. That would have been an insane no. thing even to see. I, I it. wouldn't have minded it though, <laughs> to be honest no, with you. Yeah, but it's just insane. I'd love to see what uh, Neil Kinnock would have done with the power. You wouldn't though. have seen like JFK going to Survivor. It would have been a fucking no. mad situation. I mean, it was invented then, but no. unless you, you know. <laughs> it's. God. <laughs> Let's see where this thought's going. No, 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 no. I'm going to leave it there. Actually, but while we're talking about that, on the flip of that, have you seen the the video of Mark Owen that's trending? What? Where he's talking about the apple. Oh, my God. I've shared that with everyone. I don't know why I didn't share it with you, actually. Mark Owen talking about how brave it is to throw an apple into a bin. I mean, there's a guy. That's what I expect from a politician. Yeah. Apple stories. Beige. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, for people that haven't heard it, it's sort of him going, I've always liked challenges. When I was a kid, I used to eat an apple in front of the TV. You putting on uh, Aftershave for this podcast? Yeah, I wanted to smell nice. A little bit of savage. I just saw it there. Uh, he said, uh, I used to like sit in front of the TV and I'd finish the apple <laughs> and I'd throw the core into the bin. And he goes, sometimes it'd hit the wall and I'd leave a stain on there. And he goes, but sometimes it'd go in and like I know that my dad would be really impressed, but my mum'd be really angry that I'd put a stain on the wall. But the next night I'd be eating that apple and I'd just go for it again because it's, it was that kind of daring. It was that kind of fearlessness that sort of I always had about me. I can't believe he said it out loud. It's no, fucking no, no, incredible. But, then, but I like that that was what I required from a politician, that kind of boring story. But then I go, okay, he feels like he's gonna be across the fucking national debt. Because he's that boy. That's his most interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? When he told that story, I almost felt sick about celebrating his goal in 1998. Why? No, no. Just because I just is that what we're dealing with here? Have you seen the other clip of him, like when um, it was like some Michael Owen soccer training thing, 
And they've got this 13-year-old goalkeeper, like trainee goalkeeper, to sort of face up against Michael Owen. Yeah. I mean, Michael Owen celebrated every goal against a 13-year-old kid. It was unreal. Do you know my favourite Michael Owen video? The the Dubai, is it the Dubai, the Dubai Dubai tourist video? It's genius. I genuinely think that's maybe the greatest comedy video ever made. Uh, I mean, if he's a comedy character, it's one of the most incredible creations of all time. I mean, it's it's so funny. I would love the idea that Mike Myers got so good at football after playing uh, Austin Powers that he actually created Michael Owen. He's just committed to this character. Yeah. 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 I'm going to turn over Arsenal in the FA Cup final. And, and, And people would be devastated. But once I do the Dubai video, it'll all become apparent why I've done it. I, I will. Uh, I would say now that whoever had to share a room with him, like as in England or for Liverpool, or whatever, they deserve like an MBA. Yeah, or just some listen shit. to a combination of boring stories and an apple core hit. Who do you think that was? You know, that's got to be a squad player for England. Like that's not going to be one of your big dogs, is it? It's not going to be the big hitters. That'd be like sort of an uh, Armand Swenger and Ericsson or whoever turning around and going. Um, I reckon yeah, they might. Oh, I reckon squad, they, By the way, yeah. yeah. I reckon yeah. they might oh. have taken shifts or whatever. Just like for, okay, for, yeah. I've got two questions for you. And I reckon a couple of people said no. Question one. Yeah. Do you Stevie Gerrard's not having him. Stevie Gerrard's like wanna, me. Yeah. So I play with him every fucking week. <laughs> Someone else can load the burden. Yeah. yeah. Um, question one. Do you want to come to the World Cup? Question two. In order to do that, are you willing to room with Michael Owen? And I reckon a couple of players said no. I reckon that's the reason why we didn't do as well as we could have done. I mean, just some people going, yeah, fuck that, man. Yeah. Let's just go out. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Do you know I'll what? tell you what it was. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to retire from England. I'm going to retire from international football, actually, if that's it. <laughs> that's, that's why, why Beckham got do. sent off. Beckham <laughs> knew that the way, he was literally like going into the fucking semi-finals. He was then going to have to share with Mike Owen. So that's why he kicked Simone. That's literally what happened there. It's yeah. literally like, see, I'm just sitting in a fucking room with him. Imagine just like and going, eh, I might order an apple from room service. Yeah, like, Michael, oh. listen, I haven't got an apple. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, I don't want to show you your second film ever. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying property yeah, out there in Dubai. Yeah. He, but his daughter's got a bit of like sass about. Look, do you know what I mean? Like, like mm. when she was in Love Island, I thought, oh, she's yeah. I actually want to say this. One of his, one of my favourite ever football interviews before I knew what Michael. You know, remember he got injured in the World Cup. I think it was in 2000, maybe or mm. 2000. And, he did his knee. He did this beautiful interview about um, calling home and he was out of the World Cup and he was speaking to his wife and he was really upset and then his daughter, I think, or son came on the, whatever, came on the phone and said, Daddy, we're trying to watch Pe- Peppa Pig. And he said, which, you know, is in itself, like, he actually is a bit like Daddy Pig in a lot of ways. Oh, my um, God. And, uh, and he goes, you know, that made me think, you know, Things bigger than football, and I actually thought that's really sweet interview. Well, I wouldn't say that Peppa Pig's bigger than football. No, no, but child, child, no, children, children. I, okay, no. no. <laughs> I, I don't know. In some houses, it is. We've banned it in my house. Still carpet ban on Peppa Pig. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I yeah, and whenever we see Peppa Pig and Grace looks interested, I have to literally just try and get sort of into sort of. Oh, by yeah. the way, my uh, how much is right? Remember last time I flew? Uh, I came back from Spain. I had the whole debacle with the the flight landing, and mm. yeah. Mm. Fly back from Switzerland. Um, I get on the plane. It's the same stewardess as the debacle where the plane nearly landed and didn't and took back mm. off. Do you remember? She's yeah. The same yeah. stewardess. When you exaggerate the story, it was an exaggeration, mate. She even she said to me, she went, "Oh, I hope it's a bit more of a calm flight this time." Yeah. Literally an hour of just solid turbulence. 
And she just looked at me, it's either me or you. I went, well, it's not me. I'm I can, me well, I think it's more likely you than her, isn't it? She's a host, though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 it's probably our energies combined. Yeah. Yeah. Something about you, too. By the way, we landed in Heathrow. Have you ever. Heathrow is insane, right? So you landed. So when you've got a baby, you can't go through the automatic passport things. I just stand for like an hour and 20 minutes because there's one person on the desk. Flights from all around the world arrive. An hour and 20 minutes we had to queue because you can't take babies through there. Whenever, whenever I uh, land at Heathrow and something like that happens, which has happened to me quite a few times, that, that sort of you, you land and then you don't get free to get your bags till two hours later or whatever. That's happened to me a few times. I, I, I never, I mean, obviously I'm annoyed for myself. I do sometimes wonder what that feels like to be arriving in England for the first time to see what it's got to offer. And your first experience is being stood in a fucking kit. I mean, talk about reinforcing a stereotype. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All we need is to throw in some apologies. You've got the full British experience. Well, you know I mean? there was no apologies. Let me say there was no shits given for the staff at Heathrow. There was actually a lady in front of me who was from Newark, uh, which is New Jersey, I believe. Um, and she was, uh, she was there with her two girls. She was, on her, she was over, flying over to see her husband who worked in banking. Um, Man, and this poor woman. Here. I now know that she had to <laughs> fucking endure a series of questions from you about her background. What could be worse than a fucking two-hour queue? Oh, hello, love. How are you doing? You're right. <laughs> a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Uh, there we go. Oh, God, that big guy, he, he keeps on looking over. He's going to start a conversation. Oh, he sent over his little girl, so his child plays with mine. Uh, it was like fucking nine o'clock at night. It was very, very, yeah, and, yeah, there was a lot of chat going on. I've got to say, I, it's one of my favourite things about a situation like that is that you see everyone, like, that trench spirit, everyone getting in together and having a bit of a laugh, do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Um, we sort of that's that's what I do like about the Brits. Are like, are we going to get through this? We'll say this actually. Uh, I mean, you I were talking French... to an American, but yes, the point still stands. Yeah. <laughs> the queuing system in France was beautiful. Some of the queuing, really, really. Why? Yeah. Why was it better? How did they? What did they do? Just everything was just so fucking fine. I mean, I think that I think it's one of the things we're bringing out over here. But some of the queuing over there was just really like. Sometimes yeah, but what do you mean? What do you mean? Just really fucking organised, and everyone respected the queuing system. Yeah, but yeah, but you, everybody respected the queuing system at Heathrow. Why did you prefer the French one? Just I don't know. I think there's a bit more of an ambience, probably because it was like colourful and there's lights everywhere. What you're saying is you don't mind a queue if they're playing Beauty and the Beast in the background. Is essentially what Mate, you're saying. I, I'd arguably say everything's a little bit better if they're playing fucking Beauty and the Beast. Mm. How much do you love Beauty and the Beast? Uh, I take it or leave it, to be honest with you. What? Yeah. I suppose you've got... Well, it's not that. I just sort the of boys love musicals, I, though. The boys, yeah, they boys do. They musicals. do. Yeah, it's a good musical. I do I agree with the message? Well, I think, no. it, by the way, for the Ragged Davis... Um, uh, Collab. Hook kind up. of the big Christmas, yeah. Christmas hookup, uh, yeah. be quite fun. I might sort of speak to the venue that we're going to and see if we can um, get some sort of sing-along. They've got a piano there, and I know that your boys love singing. I was thinking, and Grace is like, well, she doesn't sing words, she garbles along, but she does not, you know. But I think like, Lisa's going to love a sing-along. She will. Uh, Lisa will. She I will. reckon you get a couple of gin and tonics in Lisa, she's not listen, just singing along. I reckon she's at you, the piano. Listen, <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get five gin and tonics and half a gram of MDMA into Lisa, she's still not going to sing, mate. <laughs> mate, for the MDMA, she's fucking 
shuts her up. Mate, I get, <laughs> give her enough wine, I guarantee Lisa's not, she'll be dancing on the piano. Mate, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Who would sing? Who would sing quicker, you or Lisa? Between me and Lisa, oh, yeah. I, listen, I would so reluct- be so reluctant to sing, but I reckon I'd sing before Lisa would. Really? I, gen- I genuinely believe that, yeah. I think I would before Kate. Yeah. So what would probably happen is be me and the three boys, I'd go, oi, Theo, look over there, that piano, that guy. Let me just get, probably start me and Theo singing the Shallows, right, from uh, um, The Star Is Born, right? He could do the Lady Gaga bit, happy for him to do that, I'll be Bradley Cooper. I don't know how comfortable <laughs> I feel about this, to be honest with you. So you're being Bradley Cooper to Theo's Lady Gaga? <laughs> Yeah. Like feels a bit weird, I, doesn't it? No, it'd be great. I'll basically start singing and go, tell me yeah. something, girl. Well, I'll say, say tell me something, boy, because obviously it's there. And then Theo stands up from the table and no one's expecting him to come in and he can do the lady go, ah, uh, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. You can... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll be scorched into my memory forever. Um, and you know what you could do with Charlie and Alex? Yeah. You could sing yeah. Father and Son. It's that time to make a change. Just relax and take it easy. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's you could be happen. sitting on the piano, start singing that, and they can. Oh, the time! Oh, mate, this would be lovely. Have you have you had three coffees this morning? Two <laughs> and some lips. You've had two. I can tell you're absolutely off your tits on chat today. <laughs> I'm a two in a limb I, I, I genuinely think this could be the Wolf podcast. <laughs> I just literally set this to record and let you chunter on for an hour. Chunter. I wish I'd use that word. <laughs> that sounds a very nice surprise type word. Do you know, do you know um, so we were talking about your mate being enthusiastic about Sam Thompson. Yeah. Can I, can, th- 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 I've got, I want to talk to you about two things. The first thing yeah. is this, right? At the weekend, the boys were in a show, right? This sort of right. musical show. They were doing yeah. Mary Poppins, right? And um, so we're going to watch it. And they were doing two for four. Th- all two of them. All three of them. All three of them. Right? Oh, wait, the same show? So, oh, man. Yeah. That's so, magical. So they had like a two-hour gap before. We'd, uh, they were doing a couple of shows. We went to watch the first one. And they had a bit of time. So we went off to get, Lisa and I went off to get a roast, right? And I hunted for a place that had a decent vegan roast dinner. Because you remember Roastgate last yeah. time where they'd run out. Yeah. So I found this place. I booked it. Didn't know what it was going to be like. Read some good reviews. Turned up there. It was amazing, right? Like, they tucked us away in a little booth. The roast potatoes, I'm not just saying this, mate. What's this place called? I'm just going to shout it out now so that I don't forget. It's called The Old House in Copthorne, right? Wow. Sounds nice. And Sounds nice. It, right? The roast potatoes may be top five roast potatoes I've ever had in my life, Right? Uh, they gave us extra roast potatoes on well, the side. Did you ask okay. or did they just bring them over? No, they just brought they them They just out. saw you wolf. Yeah, they've seen you wolf them down. They've seen you really fucking go. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Uh, or, what I would say is at one point when I was eating the extra roast potatoes, Lisa said, you don't have to finish everything, <laughs> which <Right>. was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but also, um, you know what, as I've said this before, like that for a chef is, that's like better a tip when he yeah. gets an empty plate and he's like, he's eating what? Sorry. He's eating the extra potatoes. Yeah, listen, I'm sure there's some level of satisfaction. Whether that's better than a tip is up for debate. Um, so I had the roast. And it was a veggie Wellington. Delicious, right? right. And then I had what, what an apple crumble. Carrots, sprouts. Parsnips, Oof. carrots, mushroom gravy, cabbage. 
Shredded cabbage, now. You know, listen. seems to be ducking out of the old roast dinner at the moment. I don't, I don't feel sorry for him. him or it. Um, it's the alternative. Feels like it doesn't get much love, the alternative. Yeah, well, what I find is if you don't think of vegetables as sentient beings, it sort of helps you with all of that. No, but you've no, got but to... I, I know what you're about to say. Imagine you're down a pub, right? <laughs> and uh, there's a Yorkshire pudding, roast potato, bit of chicken. They're all knocking about having a nice time. You look across the other side of the pub, fucking turnip sitting on his own. You say, <laughs> you say what's, going, what's going on with it? Why is a turnip on his own? I say, oh, do you know what? It used to be a laugh, but. We've decided that we don't want to hang out with the turnip anymore. So do you know what? You find yourself heading over the turnip. You put your arm around. You go, "What's going on, big fella?" He says, oh, "I used to be a, I used to be a big deal, you know, on the old roast dinner game." Staple. But yeah, and now they don't seem to be knocking about him anymore. And so do you know what? I I put my arm around him. I say, "Do you know what, turnip? You're welcome in my roast dinner anytime you like." Well, I mean, I might have you said that, you yeah. said that. Which yeah. I, by the way, actually found beautiful, you know, because that pretty much is exactly what I was going to say. Do you not feel sorry for the turnip? No. It, like, to be honest with you, no, I do not feel sorry for also, the turnip. Also, I will say... Do I, I, feel, do sorry, do I, I feel sorry for people whose livelihoods are, t- are tied up in growing turnips? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because that's going to be quite annoying that the turnip's gone out of fashion. But what do you think's happened there? Well, v- you know, vegetables come in and out of fashion, I guess. I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud. But, you know, some people get shit. You know, there was a time when sun-dried tomatoes were king, weren't they? Yeah. Absolute fucking king. Yeah, but king. also, you know, but they're a fad. The turnip felt like it had, like, fucking infrastructure. Felt like mm. it was a part of our everyday life. Yeah, well, it's dying, isn't it? It's sadly yeah. like television. Well, also, I would um, say, like, I'd say as well, like, Swede. Swede feels like it's on yeah. its last legs. Yeah, I think there Swede was Swede feels like a West, boxer who's just... You know, you probably think he's got two or three more fights left in him, if that. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what the sad thing is that I know what's happened there. Is the reason that you've used the boxer analogy is because people get hit in the Swede. That's that's where your brain's gone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> after the roast dinner, I had an apple crumble. The Oof. apple crumble, Tom. This would blow your mind. The crumble had lotus biscoff in it. Oh wow! Um, and this is. The reason I'm telling you this story is one, this place is great. Two, I buzzed off the roast dinner. Like wow. I finished the meal, I sat back. I was loving life. Handshake for the staff. Yeah. Really? Mm. Oh my god, I'd love to have seen that. A reassuring hand on the shoulder. Thank you. Thank there you. wasn't a hand on the shoulder. No, it wasn't a hand <laughs> on the shoulder. Did you ask us? I did. Speak to, I did, did say to, to speak guy, to the chef. No. How it made you no. stay? I just said, uh, the guy said to me, how was it? I said to him, that was unreal. Oh, wow. Mm. Did you take your cap unlike, off? Very unlikely. Did you, ta- did, did you take your cap off? I was wearing a cap, actually, but I didn't oh, take it off, no. I actually think that would have meant the world if you'd take the cap off doffing, and someone go, yeah. fucking it was him. And you'd gone, thank you so much. That was delicious. <laughs> Why are you such a horrible, horrible man? <laughs> Just saying, I think it'd be quite cute. You know, like at the end of a film, where they. I'm telling you a story about being enthusiastic and having a nice experience about something, and you've always got to like just put a little fucking shank in, haven't you? No, I'm just saying it'd be a cute thing, like you know, like when they reveal Batman is actually Bruce Wayne. Mm. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Full roast dinner. Yeah. Apple crumble with vegan ice cream. Right. Yeah. Uh, finished eating that at about half past five. Yeah. Was hungry again later on that evening. Yeah. Is that okay? I think, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I, yeah, think okay. I always have a tea. 
cheese and biscuit. Well, you don't have cheese, but some sort of like. I shared a, I shared a bowl of, of breakfast cereal. You can't have breakfast cereal at that time. It's fucking Why? lethal. So what much sugar. There's so much sugar. Well, what, I'm, not, I'm not having fucking Fruit Loops. What did you have? I had some like, oh, I don't want to say. It did have okay. sugar in it. What was it? It was surreal. You know the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Protein I've got like surreal. I think it's this, this. Mm. Yeah. Um, They've got a Biscoffee flavour, right? Biscoffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you little snake. How my little snake? I just <laughs> repeated it back to you, what you said. Biscoff. Is it Biscoff? Biscoff, yeah. Yeah, they've got a Biscoff flavour. Some people think we've gone peak Biscoff and it's time to retire it for a bit. Really? Yeah, it's become, well, it's become big, isn't it? Big That's probably what's happened to the turnip. Now it's like a turning point for the Biscoff. Is it going to become part of the regular But like, even canon? then, like, there was a time when I'd say, arguably, when I'm looking at my roast dinner, a turnip's going to be there smiling to itself. The, the Biscoff can think, oh, it's a part of our fucking daily day-to-day. And it can, it can just go, mate. Do well, it might do, yeah, but what I'm saying is... Well, this is going to blow your mind, mate. The Caramac is no more. Yeah, I did know that. It's not, it doesn't blow my mind, but yeah. But I mean, that, when's the last the time you had a Caramac? Uh, actually, I had one the other day when I did the Heart Radio with Jamie Thiegs. So. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, but yeah, as part of a fucking feature while you were promoting <laughs> Wonka. I'm talking about in real life. No, no, but for ages, genuinely, this is no, no joke, right? They bring out this Caramac... I have a little bite of it. Think, fucking, oh, that's a joyous fit. Like almost like a, you know, like a, if I'd been in The Simpsons, it'd have been like Homer, and he'd go back in time and he'd remember his first bite of it as a little kid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, <laughs> and I had this bite of it, and I was like, God, I've really missed the caramac. No, that's the last one in England. You didn't eat the last caramac in England. That's what Thiexton said. Right. Well, I don't want to cast aspersions of Jamie Thiexton, but I think it's highly unlikely you ate. Also, the last... did we talk about you, you ate the last? You ate the last. Did we what? talk about you having a fight with Jamie Thiexton, like a boxing match? Did we? Why? Did he mention it? No, 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 but quite a few people mentioned it in the comments and DMs. Like, we you... talked about me having a fight with Jamie Thiexton? Like, whether we could arrange you having a boxing fight with Jamie Thiexton. Uh, maybe we did. It does ring a bell. I mean, it does sound like sort of near the bottom of the barrel where we normally hover when we're doing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I will say this. I don't know what I said at the time. Having been in Thiexton's presence... I'm not too sure that would be a fight. Like, if we were going to do, put you in for a celebrity boxing, I'd probably avoid Thixton. Would well, you reckon he's got something about him? Yeah, he's quite, he's taller than I mm. thought. And yeah, he's got a little bit of a vibe. Here's something that's going to blow your mind, Tom. Yes, sir. I did some filming over the weekend. Yeah. Do you know who's a fan of the podcast? Do you know who, who listens to The Wolf and Owl? This is going to, this is going to blow your mind. Do you know who regularly listens to the podcast? and could quote bits to me from it. Chesney Hawks. What? Chesney... The one and only? Yes, the one and only, Chesney Hawks. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. I know. I was on a... I can't say what it was, but... I know the show, because I saw Jim in the evening, he told me. There were some other other guests on the show. At one point, somebody said, what is that podcast? And Chesney Hawks described it. How did he describe it? (laughs) He said it was a load of shit. No, he didn't describe it. That was an exaggeration. He just said there are periods in that podcast where there is nothing being said. It's just they've cracked each other up and they're just laughing for 30 seconds. He didn't say whether the thing that we'd said was funny or not. He just said that we'd cracked each other up. Oh, well, yeah. So that's um, nice, isn't it? Uh, let me say, right, uh, Chesney Hawks, uh, I saw him uh, at a festival once called Glaston Budget, which was like really, really nice, sweet festival. Uh, and he did one and only... And I'll tell you now, 
the chills that I got through my body mm. were insane. Mm. You've, do you know, are you aware? Listen, I, I know that we've said stories before that have been on this podcast. I've never experienced using the exact same words, the exact same words. I, I reckon we could just snip that and drop it into there. It's exactly the same words. You said you got chills to anybody. He was incredible. Mm. He was incredible. Um, so that was nice. Here's another phenomenon. This is did slightly you, darker. Did you shake his hand when he said that, by the way? No. What? No. I said thank you, and we exchanged numbers. We're probably going to hang out. What? Come with us if you want. Yeah. Number one, it took me about four or five gigs to fucking get your number off you. Like you're giving out free and easy when it's fucking Chesney Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it nerve wracking asking somebody for a number? I, I, yeah, I'm not talking yeah, yeah. about. You know, like when you've seen somebody a few times. Yeah, like, there there yeah. are some people that I've worked with quite a lot that I've never got their phone number and they've yeah, got mine yeah, just yeah. for whatever reason. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, find it, I find there's a world where you feel like that could be, that would be the thing that busts the friendship. That would be the yes. thing. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And yeah. yeah, I find also once you have the fucking number, what do you fucking do with it? I know. I know, mate, it's a dilemma. It's a little bit like having a superpower, and also, when you, but not knowing when to use it. Because that's got to yeah, be a moment. As a superhero, right, for for like Superman or fucking Pete Parker, when Pete's looking at it, right, he's like, fucking hell, can I be this guy all the time? No, actually, I'll, like, I'll use it sparingly. I'll use it when I can. I'll use it just for good, right? That's a bit like when you get someone's number and you're like, fucking hell, I've got this person's number. I, I'll say this, actually. Recently. I've been put on a WhatsApp, a very extensive WhatsApp group, um, which, you know, uh, I'm in some respects glad to be a part of. In other respects, it? it's meant, well, I mean, it's quite dark when I sort of talk, I've, I've openly talked about my pet friend who's passed away. My right. friend passed away last week. Um, and someone created a group for all sorts of sort of like, you know, for funeral arrangements Reminisce. and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, for information, whatever, and just to sort of, you know, have an open chat about how everyone's feeling about it, which is great. But also then you are, I've had about, 15 people who I sort of maybe haven't seen for 20 odd years. I sort of made one of them was a, you know, a bit of a bully to me who've reached out like away from the group going, Hey man, how are you? Um, any chance of getting some tickets to Chelmsford? <laughs> it's like, it's an insane thing of like, I haven't, I've, That's if you not, now, has that really happened? I swear, man, if you now look at my fucking WhatsApp, and this is, you know, you look at it, my WhatsApp picture now is just a black screen. So yeah, a lot of people I, I know have done that because otherwise it's just people are just they people look through and they you know and now I feel like I can't comment on things that are just about the group like just about like people are sharing pictures and I kind of want to be a part of that but I'm like soon if, last time I shared a picture and like a thing because his mum's on the group I literally got like yeah five or six people just messaging. Hey, man, how are you? Um, you know, saying to my wife about, you know, uh, we should come to one of your gigs in chance you know, you're like, what is this? Do you know what I mean? <sighs> Where are yeah. the boundaries? And then I don't want to be that dickhead. So I can tell you, like, I've got, like, you probably, you know, you, I get people's numbers and I'm like, I don't know, when when will I use this? Uh, what yeah. situation? And you also don't know, you also don't know what their text etiquette's like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are, they, uh, are they somebody that texts every 10 minutes like yourself? Or are they somebody that sort of, you know, you send a text message, it might be a few days between texts, you know? Difficult to know. I'll send a text, and you'll be very kind. If I haven't got a response after fucking about five minutes, I'm sending another text. Because my anxiety, my worry is... Do you know what? I've got to tell you, I find it incredibly endearing. Hello, Swan. 
Is the swan in? Do you want to say hello to... Yeah, the swan's just walked in the room. Do you want to say hello to... Get ready for the hour. She, she must be buzzing. She can't hear you. What about what? I wish Tom wants to know, are you buzzing about the Ranga Davis Christmas get-together? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited. Here's a question for you, Lisa. Tom said that he wants to organise some sort of sing-along. Oh, OK. Um, and he was, he was wondering if you'd be up for getting involved. Yeah, what song? Oh, what? What she say? What song? Oh, wow. Tell her about my Shallows idea with Theo. So what's this song? What's it from? Shallows, from The Star Is Born. You know The Star Is Born? Tom wants to do a duet with Theo where he does the Bradley Cooper bit and Theo does the Lady Gaga bit. The Shallow, okay. Shallows. I'll tell Theo, you can practice. What the fuck is going on? What is going on? <laughs> I told on? you. Have you, two, have you two spoken about this beforehand? <laughs> no. No. I feel like I don't know. Well, I know you, Tom. <laughs> you, Lisa, I don't know what's going on with you. I, I told said you. Gonna be the, I said there's no way that you'd sing. So are you going to sing at this thing? I'm not singing. Theo can sing. There you go. Wow. Theo. What would it take for you to sing? Lisa's very ill at the moment, by the way. What would yeah. it, oh, God. Oh, God. She got to have to take off. I'll she, sing if everybody sings. You'll sing if everybody sings? Yeah, but not on my own. Not on your own? Yeah, no, no, it'll be a group sing. Tom was saying you, Tom was saying you might be up for singing My Heart Will Go On. Okay, well, have a think about it. Well, uh, love you. I told you, I, how mad I knew that about Lisa. I really, I'm really surprised. I, I think that's the pressure of the podcast, knowing that no, there no, are tens, no, tens, of, tens of people I, I listening to this. I think she's a saint. I think she, she, she well, I think there's no denying that. But um, yeah. so when do you think you'll text? Do you think you'll ever text Chesney? I've already texted him. What? Yeah, yeah. Did you text I've back? Him. Yes. Oh, you are so much cooler than I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. You're so much cooler than I. Genuinely, I text one of the other stars from Wonka. And I, I got nothing back. It's like it was like a, a bad one night stand that oh, I was like, oh man, it's the feedback's been incredible. Like this is amazing, right? Um, saw they read it within a minute, nothing back. <laughs> Nitto. But it's nice to know that Chesney is a decent human being. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Someone like Chesney yeah, Hawks, I think, is is a staple for the de de decency within the world I yeah. just think yeah what a good cue and it's nice to know that he's nice uh, do you want to do some emails let's try let's try oh here's the thing Tom while we're getting into emails do you ever think where you're so oh this is so dark what I'm about to say um, do you ever think where you ha you're so happy so yeah. for example you know when I went to have the roast dinner yeah and I had a really good time. And then I watched my kids be like, do this thing. I felt so happy and I was so delighted that I thought to myself, this can't last. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah, you ever have that paranoia? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Horrible, horrible. Um, um, by the way, who, what, what, what were all their parts in Mary Poppins? Uh, well, Alex had a smaller part. He was uh, playing one of the bankers. Cool. You know, the guy that comes up and offers... Uh, what's his name? Michael Banks, the deal or whatever. Yeah. Not Michael Banks, That's George a good Banks. Yeah, yeah. Theo played George Banks. What? The dad. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah. part. And uh, uh, Charlie, our youngest, played his son, Michael Banks, one of the wow. kids. That, wow. Mm, That's yeah. They're, they're big parts. They, they almost dominated the whole play. Yeah, it was a very ranger heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. Did I ever yeah, told you the Milkman story on here for Mary Poppins? Don't know. JT, I'm sure, will tell us in the edit, but go on. 
So when um, Paddington had just come out, and I think Murder Six, anyway, I got an audition to be in the new Mary Poppins. Um, and the part was. I had an audition to be in the new Mary Poppins. Who, what was your part that you were in the club for? One of the, like the henchmen guys, like at the insurance company. Okay, that's a bigger part than mine. I, I was okay, up for a part of the milkman. Um, okay. Didn't even make the final cut of the movie. So I had to go and audition for it, as you had to audition for these things. Um, and the line I had was, morning, Mr. Banks. So I went along and I was like, I want to show a bit of variation, just in case maybe the, you know, if you can show a little bit more than just the line, if you do a bit more with the line, maybe that, that there's a chance that, yeah, the milkman might become a bit more of a feature in the movie. Like, like I thought, you know, it's really good. We could do like a little scene with, mm. you know, George Banks and the milkman and, yeah. Yeah, it's a like pitching more. a spin-off film or whatever. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, don't say that. That's, uh, <laughs> so I go in, right? And the cast and director is very lovely. And they were like, okay, go for it. And I was like, morning, Mr. Banks. And they were like, oh, um, it's sort of the opening of the movie. It kind of has to have a little bit more to it than that. Why, why have you made that decision? I was like... In my head, uh, the milkman's thinking about the fact that, you know, his job and his livelihood is under threat because of supermarkets coming in. People aren't going to be using milkman as much. You know, you don't see them on the roads. And they were like, well, yeah, no, this is set sort of, you know, a bit sort of back in when time. Mil- but... When milkmen were in their pump. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. See, so they gave me that note. Then I did a very overzealous morning, Mr. Banks. And they're like, well, I said, yeah, he's obviously doing really well for himself. So he's just thinking about his lovely house and his yeah. kids. You're showing range there, I would say. Yeah, arguably. Uh, and I do another two times with sort of like one which is sort of somewhere between the two uh, and one that was just really, really ecstatic. Um, and then they're like, okay, cool. Um, well, I think we've seen everything we could possibly see from one line. Um, and then. I never got a call back, obviously, and I, I know why, because it was fucking insane. But they cut the whole part of the milkman in that he just he lost his line. It was essentially in the end. Oh, so you the audition went so badly that they lost the yeah, character. Yeah, well, I don't think that, that character's even gonna work. Yeah. So it was just like Well, I would say that my audition went worse than that. What? How so did... well, it was quite a while ago. I'd not really done any acting at all at this stage. Maybe I'd done Holby City at this point. <laughs> and I turned I turned up for the audition. And she said to me, you, you, you're going to see them come through the door and you're going to rush to the door to let them in or something. I can't remember exactly. Oh, right? God, I love this so much. Right. So, so I said, OK. So she set the camera up. This is the casting director. Set the camera up. It was in some basement in London somewhere. Yeah. And I ran to the thing and I did the lines, right? The lines? How said, many did you have? Like three or four, something. Oh like that. wow! Okay. And then she said to me, um, "Not quite, not quite right. Um, you sort of ran out of frame. Like the camera's <laughs> framed here, so all of your, all of your lines you delivered out of shot." So she goes, "So just sort of try and bear that in mind." So I went, "Okay." So the next version, I ran up to the camera, put my hand out, you know, did the lines, and she said, "Can I just stop you there?" She said, "You can see the lens of the camera. Your hand obscured the entire." <laughs> lens of the camera so all I could see was sort of the palm of your hand in the thing <laughs> she goes so can you try and like do it so that you're you know don't come so close to the camera but you know run up it's a, 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 a scene with a bit of energy so do it I did it the third time Tom she shouted at me what wow she just went no that's wrong again like that just shouted wow. at me the thing and I was like okay I, I actually said I think this is probably 
This is probably. It's a, I, I don't know how many people call the end of the audition themselves, but I, I that's what I did. I said this yeah. is probably. This is probably over, isn't it? So uh, anyway, did you shake your hand? Um, I, I, I no, know the I, I just I mean, went, I, probably in it. Yeah, I, I had the. I had the assistant to the main person, and I'd imagine right. for a part of your size, you might have had the yeah. main person. Well, anyway, long story short, I wasn't in Mary Poppins. Who got that part in the end? I don't know. I've never watched it. Yeah, no, so yeah, I watched it's the beginning. Too, it's too, you know, it's one of, I don't mind watching stuff that I auditioned for and didn't get. What I do mind is something where I feel like I've burnt my bridges with the industry during the audition. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, that, for me, is it's becomes too difficult I would, for I would to watch. genuinely pay... To see that audition tape, that that I think arguably be better than the remake itself. <laughs> it was bad, man. It's fucking bad. Uh, okay, uh, this is from the Peeping Toad. Uh, hi to the wolf, swan, and the bookish owl. <laughs> Love the pod. Well, just a quick one to ask if the wolf has seen the new Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Whereas idol Idris Elba is in the game and advertising it. We'd like to know Tom's thoughts on this, if he feels Idris has betrayed him after Tom's big fallout with the game. The peeping toad. Tom, so are listen, you aware of this, first of all? Cyberpunk, almost just... I've not played on a console since, really. It, really? Yeah. I had to have a long... I mean, look, we, we talked about my FIFA, the addiction to FIFA. That I had to mm. wean myself off FIFA. That was pretty yeah. hard. Uh, yeah. I was so obsessed with FIFA for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I had to stop playing it. Um, and subsequently, I just got rid of my console. I was like, I'd, you know. Oh, after Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk, yeah. yeah. I'll probably get another one when the new Grand Theft Auto comes out. But Cyberpunk, mm. I was like, this is this just feels like the arse has fallen out of gaming. Mm. Like, this okay. is so bad. And if so I'm going to... Can I just say, by the way, that I, I, I noticed now that George Carini's distanced himself from Nespresso. Uh, he's not doing the adverts as much anymore. Is it David now. Beckham now? Beckham stepped into the void. Yeah. Beckham, by the way, I'd say arguably a better ambassador because I can imagine he probably does drink espresso. Um, I imagine he probably does, yeah. But I would say yeah. it to you, just saying this, thinking about it, in his documentary, I think there's a bit when he's actually making himself like a whole barista coffee. Like he's going for all yeah, the people I think he is, yeah. And he, yeah. Uh, 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 the other thing I'd say about David Beckham is... Uh, why does he need to endorse an espresso? I mean, why does George Clooney? Also, I would say that David Beckham, um, one of his fucking ranges is DBI wear, and he doesn't even fucking wear glasses, which okay. is what I find insane. Right. Yeah, like, and I love David Beckham. I'm not taking anything yeah. away from him, but and man. he also he was also an ambassador for Qatar, and he doesn't even hate gays, as far as I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, arguably <laughs> that's probably more of a uh, bigger bugbear than the whole glasses thing. <laughs> but anywho. Um, <laughs> Listen, um, I adore Idris, as you well know. Um, but for the, I'm, I'm like a dragon that's sulked back into his cave at the moment, and I will be coming back out for Grand Theft Auto. We should do like a fucking Grand Theft Auto day, me and you. Like where we play Why? Grand Theft Like we could get all of our all of our friends and companies from here, all the people, companions that we know, all meet up on Grand Theft Auto. That'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, okay. That would be uh, sick. Are you, are you a Grand yeah. Theft Auto? Uh, do you play Grand Theft Auto? Am I a Grand Theft Autotarian? Yeah, I am actually. I mean, my the, the last one I played in depth, to be honest with you, was San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas but, was um, the best. That was the best one that. that long. Oh, my the God. The fighting techniques on that were so good. Oh, they sort of lost that a bit, the hand-to-hand combat, I'd yeah. say. I, I, I dropped out a bit after San Andreas. And well, that was a while ago. So um, What about Red Dead? Never played Red Dead. Completed it, mate. No. So what? No, I'm just saying. Just regretted it as soon as I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have done. I mean, it was. 
There's nothing wrong oh, with completing. There is nothing wrong with completing Red Dead. What there is something wrong with is bragging and then doing sort of a grin like that, uh, with more pride than I've ever seen you display in your life. So, how long did it take you to complete it? Uh, probably about a week, I reckon. Ten days. Mm. Like, Are you yeah. playing it full time? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, not full full time. I'd say that yeah, I was probably playing like semi full time. Right. Did you go back to it after you'd completed it? No, 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 I was done, man. I don't mm. play it online, really. I, I, look, I, I don't know enough about online game, like the online gaming side of things. I like to complete the game as it is the game. And then just yeah. say, thank you. Thank you for the memories. Uh, apparently, God of War's the thing to play, right? God of, what is that? What, what, what's that? That's it. It's, I think it's on all the consoles. I don't know. But um, uh, it's just Graph of Thought, I think it comes out next year. Grace will be free. She'll be in nursery school. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I'll have a yeah. bit more time. Yeah. It's nice be. for cat. It's nice to give cat a break as well. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Um, Arguably, make myself less sexy by sort of like slipping into this office and going, just gonna have a couple of hours in Vice City. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't try and have sex with cat after you completed Red Dead, did you? Sort of dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time for another ride, my Wait. darling. Well, he did an impression of Woody from uh, Toy Story. <laughs> That's going to be the guy from Red Dead. This is from the Tinsel Tortoise. And it says, Hi, Wolf and I'll try and keep it short so not to bore you. However, I'm having a secret Santa dilemma. I've already purchased a nice flavoured tea gift set as who I'm buying for loves tea. I need to get an additional gift to go for this, so I thought I'd go for a more comedic angle. I thought I'd hit the jackpot when I found a simple mug, which you could drink her tea from, that said in big, bold words, I like it up the bum. <laughs> to, my to my shock, my wife-to-be in seven days was horrified, exclaiming that I cannot buy such a product for a woman I don't know that well. Wiping the tears of laughter from my face while being met with pure disgust, I'm now not only questioning my secret Santa gift, but also my bride-to-be choice. Help. Tom, you laughed straight away. <coughs> yeah, I found it funny. No, no, I know that. I know. I understand how laughter works, just like I understand kissing. My question is: Do you think it's an appropriate gift to give for somebody, a woman? You we work just with? had our Christmas party, right? And we had. Uh, I, I find Secret Santa an insane thing. By the way, I find it. Why? I just, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm like, it's a nice, cost-effective way of doing things, isn't it? It's not a cost-effective way of doing things. You buy something decent, everyone's fucking showing off about it. Let me tell you, it's a well, secret until we a price limit. No, you don't. That's also bullshit. We, what? We, Why I, is that I bullshit? I work in living fucking London, mate. It's insane. Like, they set a price limit at £15. I'm like, what the fuck can you buy for £15? Yeah, you're supposed to be a bit imaginative and get something like... All right, here we go. Just quickly, if you're imaginative, right? I have three full-time jobs, essentially. I'm a father of a toddler and a husband. They're my fucking priorities. I haven't got time to fucking walk around the shops like trying to find something for £15 which is funny and gimmicky and also like genuinely shout out to the Tinsel Tortoise because that's a fucking great gift uh, I love it out the bum as a mug to see around the office that'll bring joy into everyone's life whenever they see it shout out to you there's no shops like that where I work I, my office is in very Tom Tom I, I, I'm not accepting I'm not accept. I'm sorry Tom I'm not accepting you saying you've not got time to have a look around for a secret Santa game when you just told me you completed Red Dead <laughs> you've you like, just told me that you're going to buy a console so you can fucking smash through Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> no, my point being, I don't... Well, the point also, is, I don't is know you the don't want to. You don't person. want to. Now, that's a different thing. You don't want to. That's no, I didn't know the person that well. 
I don't. I, like, okay, fine. So, so now we get to the problem. I, like, I literally you don't give a fuck about people vaguely, you work with. I, like, I, I know them right. enough to chat to them a little bit. I don't know them what more makes them tick. Okay. In the end, I just went to like fucking white company and just brought them some bits from there. Okay, so why are you getting so aggy about it? Because I just find it insane. Like the, and let me just tell, say this, right? I was like, when I walked past, I said, how was your secret centre? And they said, it was amazing. I said, oh, nice one. Good, I'm glad you liked it. And they said, oh, was it you? I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not fucking like... And, and the person who brought my gift, which was a lovely gift, which actually was very well thought out of, I've got to say that... Right, but, so some people do bother and it is actually quite... Yeah, well, the person who brought mine actually was a really, really sweet gift, right? Okay. Um, it was really well thought out, very kind, right? Then even they came up. Every, everyone was doing it, apart from people who bought cruddy stuff or ended up with shit stuff. And they were like, oh, who's your secret? I don't care. Like, you brought me something crap. And that, that, I'm like, that it does... And also, I'll say this, in 2012, if it's 15 quid, we should have all just pulled together the money and given it to a charity. Genuinely, I think, like, what I don't need in my house is any more tap that I'm not going to fucking... Need. I mean, look, again, my gift was lovely. I will use it. But... Jesus Christ, you're all over the fucking shop here, mate. <laughs> We've done fucking 250 episodes of this. The, you're your problem with Secret Santa is what you buy shit, but what you got bought for you no, is No, what I bought was good. lovely, by the way, but I'm telling you, it mm. wasn't in the £15 ballpark. It, it was a little bit more, because... Oh, right, so you decided to be fucking like Michael Scott. Everyone did. Or Every, like, dick swinging. Everyone was impossible to buy for £15. Okay. Well, I've always thought Secret I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised you've been so grinchy about it. I've always thought Secret Santa was I love, I adore Christmas. I'm, I'm just saying now that the whole Secret Santa thing, like, shout out Santa, he's doing a fucking sterling job. He's smashing life, right? I will look, by the way, actually, while we're on Santa Claus, I know that we're drawing to an end. Uh, obviously, it's the yes, first we year where I, we're taking Grace to different places, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's various people playing the part of Santa Claus, right? You know, giving the big, big man his due. I will say this. I've, but the real Santa exists, but they just uh, these guys yeah, are representations. Just in case yeah, there's kids yeah. listening, right? My God, problem. God with, help any. But by the way, if you're letting your kids listen to this, they need to be taken away from you. <laughs> right. Anyway, go on. My problem, right, with these sat people playing Santa in the stores is this. Shout out to all the ones who get it perfectly right, and I've seen two so far this year who literally navigating what is a really difficult line. Because otherwise you fall into a place where you get the guys who don't care and their heart's not in it. And it's like, I don't really want this to be the indication of what Santa's actually like for my little girl who's just starting to build like like a fucking, like a police profile on who this person is, right? Mm. That's one side of it. Then you get the side of it where people are too into it and you're like, hey, yeah. fucking steady on, pal. Fucking chill out for a second here, mate. You take, you're, you're getting too into this. What do you mean, too into it? Well, it becomes a little bit, I don't want to use a, a phrase, it becomes a little bit, I don't nonce. think you, yeah, a bit nonce, yeah. I don't want to use that. Cause Why? What are they doing? What are they doing? Well, I was in the other day, right? And there was a guy there, actually going to beat that because I don't want him to get in trouble. He was so over, oh, get hello. Oh, hello, Santa's here. All oh, right, here we go. Let's get a picture. Oh, do you, what's your name? Do you want to come over here and get a picture? And he's all cuddly and sort of like, you know, sort of tingling under the chin sort of vibes. It was all a little bit, hey, hey, that hey. That sounds like a just a dedicated Santa. So. That's not what Santa's about, though, is it? He's not a special agent. What do you mean? Well, he's not fucking like that, is he? You don't know that. Yeah, but that's like enthusiastic, isn't it? What would you rather? Just like, yeah, what do you want? Okay, no, no, that's off. what I'm saying. It's a fine line because that's like, that's also not acceptable. What do you want? Okay. Yeah. What I'm saying is, he's like Santa Claus, by the way, isn't that fucking gregarious? I would like, I, I know how I play Santa, right? He, I think he's quite serious in what he's doing. Mate, the fucking pressure Santa's under 
Me and you fucking yeah. work, you know, in a pressured environment. He's got to do all of his work in one night, right? He hasn't got time for tingling chins and fucking running about and being silly. He's fucking up against it. He might be like that in the summer holidays. So what do you want it to, what do you want it to be? Some fucking overstressed guy that hasn't really got time for this. I don't know why I've turned up to the shop in no, the first No, no, place. no, no. Overstressed is good. I'd say like, hello, mate. Yeah, good to meet you. Yeah, up against it. So, yeah, how are you? You're well, good. Have a great year. Why would you want a Santa to be like most dads? Because the, the, <laughs> I think you've got to get a clear perspective of who he is. He's friendly. He's there to do his job, right? He's not, by the way, he is not a fucking Butlin's blue coat or whatever. He's not one of them. You know? okay. And that's the trouble. You get like, and like I don't want to... I, I would say I'm happy to have my kids have a nice experience and forego a little bit of realism well, like about creepy? the working... They'll go, oh, Santa's a bit creepy. Not, I don't think that is creepy. I'm going to send I you a picture, right? I'll get this picture. Yeah, imagine I, I've got an idea of what he looks like. He's red and white suit. Is it with a beard? No. When you see this picture, you're going to fucking... You are going to... If you think that this guy has any play... <laughs> right. That is the fucking creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that, that guy should not be fucking anywhere like... <laughs> That is not. That's not fair. I was not, I was not expecting that. That's not. not that's not that what too. I want. That's not what I want from Santa Claus. No, no. He's growing his own beard. Fair, fair enough. enough. I fucking respect that. Yeah. But that is grim. Yeah, yeah. And may I say, yeah. may I say, he, his personality and the way he played Santa was very indicative of what that picture represents. He's he okay. was there was it was literally everything. So okay, yeah. fine. I, I I take it back. That does look quite creepy. Yeah. Um, if if you if Alex is sitting on his fucking knee. You're running in and you're fucking, yeah, you're getting involved. Well, if Alex is sitting on his knee, I'd, I'd be saying to him, you're 12, mate. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> do, you wanna... <laughs> uh, do you want to take us out, my G? Yo, people, friends, just a quick check-in with each and every one of you. Remember, in life... We don't always f choose the battles that we fight, nor do we choose the wars that we take part in. Each and every day, all we can do is struggle through the best we can with the things that are in front of us. Give a good account of yourself. Make sure that people know that, yes, you're involved in the game, but you haven't got to be a leader in the game. Be recognised. Something that really reflected on me this week is... It's okay to be a bit different. It's okay to be a little bit crazy. It's okay to have a little bit of sway about you. There's nothing worse than just being beige. Have a little bit of decision of every day, just to walk into it and go, what can I do today that will set me apart? What can I do to change the way that people perceive me? I'm not saying it's got to be anything massive, but just try every now and again to lend yourself a little bit more character than you had the day before. And try and grow as a person. Try and listen to people. Try and find out about people. And the best way of doing that is getting in touch with people. Don't spend a long time thinking about someone you've not seen for ages and you miss. Because, you know, the truth is, they might not be at the end of that phone one day. And that's a pretty heartbreaking thing. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy one another. Love one another. And always keep doing you. That's beautiful, Tom. Really, really lovely. Uh, JT, I heard this song called Pac-Man, which is uh, all the background production is taken from the Pac-Man game. It's just a really great song. Uh, so can you play us out with Pac-Man by Fizzler and Steps? Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. 
Take care of yourselves. I would say mid-tier this episode, if uh, I was to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's very much an Everton version of the podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, not on a good day. Um, okay, take care of yourselves, guys. We'll see you soon. Big love. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm not like that, but you want to stop and search for a pack of men. Can't let my dotted, karate, do you want to cut my hand? I am like that, so I get nervous when I sat me a transit van. Feds on me from when I can stand quiet, I'm from a place where you pack, man. PC wants to give me time, man damn he's bugging a lie. He's not, I'm one of a can't take two shoot, he's not one at a time. You can say I'm good friends with crime, and my right hand man is buying. Also, I'm out all with swine. Wow, what a lie. This is hats, there's undies wear. Like right over there, just look over there, don't stare. I've got bare bedrooms that are fake, they just talk behind my back, think I'm fine with that quack. I'll burn that bridge today. Get cool like Asgard, then like Asgard pray. Thank you for Egypt, yeah, yeah. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.